don't know how many times we have to explain Cause every day Maxis tell you get your coins off the exchange It was terror, it was Luna, it was Celsius and FTX If it's not your keys, it's not your coin, so you're bound to get wrecked If you wanna store your hard on coin, then here's some advice Take your coins off the exchange and put it all on ice And if you can't, well then have fun staying poor Cause we told you once or twice and we can't tell you much more That it's not your keys Sam Bean told a crypto story Fucked around and found out Now here come Corey Trying to get yield from the crypto Ponzi Bunch of VC clowns is all that I see Blaming toxic maxis tried to warn ya Found out not your keys, not your Bitcoin ya I'ma take my seed, you take your paper When all your wealth is gone, see me later You know that not your keys, not your coin SBF, got your Bitcoin keys, that coin getting freeze Trust me when I say, that's the goal that we hate to see Ask yourself, how long it gon' take for those keys get seized Don't you know the whole point? There's no third party bringing the rug Getting greedy, sick of y'all like a drug You find a plug, they lure you in and give it a tug Like Icarus, flew too close to the sun Our advice? What's our advice? The asset you know you can trust verifiably. What's up? Welcome to Have Fun Stacking Sats. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to Loco. Loco is an OG veteran stack chainer, and he's a new Bitcoiner. You might know Loco from some of the amazing uh, music that Loco has produced and put out on the stack chain, and it's been bouncing around Twitter from uh, songs like Stacking Sats, featuring Q and myself to songs with Billy Bread and, and just all kinds of amazing content. And our latest, uh, Not Your Keys, Not Your Corn, which is really kind of blown up. So, Loco, what's up, man? What is going on? How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. So, um, this, this, is a, this is a Bitcoin show, so you're, you know, we're free to go into that direction. But obviously, what's really big for us right now is have fun stacking sats so i'm just interested in like your like creative process and your perspective of how that all unfolded um so when i first saw stack chain i was just getting into twitter um i i was off social media for a super long time and that's kind of what got my creative mind going and um i learned about music when i was in uh when I was in about middle school, middle school, high school ages, and it has always interested me, and it's always brought out my creative side, and then I got into making like art pieces and writing poems, and then somehow I just naturally found Bitcoin Twitter, and I, I was just sucked in immediately. And when you get sucked into things, you start spending more out, more time in, more time, all that stuff. And you just, people don't realize it, but they start to just morph into what that is. And they call it an echo chamber, but you, you, you morph into this new person on the platform. Well, with me taking a break off of social media, I found who I was and I knew what I wanted to be. And so getting on back on track to the Twitter thing, I was getting sucked in and I noticed it. And then Q dropped that, the first Stack Sat song, just by himself on his own page. And I'm like, hmm, this is like my avenue. I need to go down it. And I mean, the rest is history. And now we're here. We got songs blowing up on Twitter. I, I got the opportunity to go to Pacific Bitcoin simply just because of making a song and joining Stack Chain. It's it's all been a crazy ride. 
Yeah. Well, I'm, and I mean, you're so good at it, man. Like, like I can, I can personally attest to this having been in two of your songs. I'm not a rapper. I'm not a musician. You know, when I'm making my contributions, like you can't just tell me music things. Like you can't just be like, oh, we need you to do these bars or do the verses this way. And I'm just like, I don't even know what that means. But, you know, your your ability to just kind of like explain it to me and then take what I give you and turn it into something amazing is is really impressive. It's really impressive. And it's it um, it, it's just one of those things that just blows me away about stack chain in particular. But the Bitcoin community in large is, you know, there's so much creativity and there's so much desire to contribute and just the way you just jumped in is i i honestly expect like big things from you i mean you're picking up you know you're picking up traction people like what you do you're you're on point and and, you know everything just um i i wouldn't be surprised at all if this just continues to unfold and and Loco just continues to produce and and do amazing things. And and you you're you're you, the way you bring people in is very cool. Yeah, and another thing is like with Stack Chain, I mean, obviously I don't know what this audience will end up being, but in Stack Chain, there's so many different things you can do. And initially, before I even dropped the song, I was intrigued by uh the mempool stuff because I always like doing spreadsheets and all that stuff, and they brought me in. And I, for a week or two, I was just constantly on Twitter searching stack joins and putting them in the mempool. And <laughs> it's it's and like even making spreadsheets from side chains and doing that stuff. That's again another thing that I love to do. So that's a good thing about stack chain. Everyone puts their own little what they're good at, and they just let it freely be out there. And it's crazy how much created creative talent we have on stack chain i mean we got q doing the charts every day and that's i mean coming from a person that messes around with excel a lot that's you kind of got to keep up with it so he has given a lot a lot of people have given a lot of man hours to this thing and and it's all just for the fact of the fun yeah, and, and for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what Stack Chain is, Stack Chain is not anything complicated. It's just a Bitcoin community on Twitter where we're having fun stacking sats. And the end result has been we've developed all these amazing relationships and people are motivated to participate in in the Bitcoin community and b- beautiful things are coming as a result of that participation. So this interview that we're doing right now, all the songs that we're talking about, um, you know, we'll we'll probably be using the the song that you hear in the intro of this video once it's, you know, edited in and post, and the song that you hear on the outro are both local songs. And it's uh, Stack Chain is just like a conduit that's just collected all this talent and desire to participate in the Bitcoin community. And the underlying thing about it is that all these people care about Bitcoin. So Loco, what is your, what is your Bitcoin story? So, uh, I, it can't really say Bitcoin. Well, everyone Bitcoin, it found them at one point. Um, I, back in around like 2017, 2018, like most, you you get it. I had my brother come in and tell me about everything. And at the time, Coinbase was just uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, and Ethereum for me. And I was going in and the normal me, you see Ethereum's price. Oh, I can afford one whole coin at that time. So I was just more intrigued by Ethereum at that time. And uh, I would, my brother would end up telling me, like, he was like one of those people in between figuring it out. And 
uh, I would stack a Bitcoin here and there and just get in. If I make profit somewhere, I would put it into Bitcoin. So I was kind of already there, there, but I still liked Ethereum because I had the idea of owning a whole coin. And at the time, I mean, as people can see, I'm a young individual. So um, at the time, Bitcoin's price was still outlandish to me like that, that that was a big number now that i've progressed i mean it's only been five years but now that i've progressed in life a little more and you see the opportunity and what bitcoin is it, it makes more sense to own but anyway back to the story uh i've talked to you guys about it but i, I was a really good uh sports gambler over quarantine um i was really into esports um, DraftKings and like you set your daily lineups and stuff. And I, ironically, I was making a lot of spreadsheets, um, get pulling stats from different websites, bringing it all together, have write-ups every single day. I mean, I didn't have a job during quarantine, so I had needed a way to make money. And the way I got paid from that was through tip, like a tipping service. And one day someone came along and asked if I had an ETH, ETH and or a Bitcoin address and I they they started tipping me ETH and Bitcoin. Well, I knew the background knowledge of having or needing a wallet. So all that stuff got moved to a wallet immediately because they were just sending it to my wallet. And one day I log in when I see that uh, I the wallet that I was using was a blockchain.com wallet, which now there's yeah. nothing in there, I promise. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I seen on around the time I was getting into Twitter, I seen, oh, blockchain.com wallets are now down. I'm like, oh, I have a decent amount of money in there. I should probably look yeah. into that. So I go in and see all the all the stuff I have, and I can't move it. And so I really get into it. I get on Twitter, and I start researching for about a week or two. I'm watching YouTube videos all night long, like staying up until I'm literally past asleep on the couch, watching documentaries about everything. And it just slowly started to click for me, like... Why am I in all this other stuff when Bitcoin is the only one that really, truly makes sense? And I started reading Bitcoin Standard. I still have the Fiat Standard. And all these books just slowly convert you to that that next step. And then obviously with StackChain, it just made the transition a lot smoother. I sold all my ETH and it yep. was block, block, block. And then, yeah, it's been... We are, I, I, it's we it's still camp. a journey for me. I'm still learning, as you said at the beginning of the show. I'm very new, but I am still learning, and I I know I've made the right decision. And I'm running a node now. I have a I have a hardware wallet, and I'm definitely on the right path. That's I, I mean you're you know. mo- you're moving fast, man. Yeah. I mean, to be to be honest, it it took me probably several more years to like get to the point where you're at right now. So I give you credit with that. Um, unit bias. It sounds like you were a victim of unit bias. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's, um, so for those of you who don't know, like unit bias, you know, in very simple terms, you take a look at like Bitcoin and the price of Bitcoin is, you know, in the tens of thousands or whatever. And then the price of some other shit coin is like $5 and you have maybe five hundred dollars that you that you want to get into and and you could buy a hundred of this other thing while you wouldn't have uh, a single bitcoin and a lot of people just can't get past that you know that it's that multiplier effect that gets people i mean if you have uh I mean, I'm just using stocks, for example. Now, if you say you have like a $5 stock and you own 10 of them, then you're 10xing what you would have if you would have one of what that other one is. And people just look at it or people being me uh, back in the day. um, It's just that, again, that high time preference deal where you're just you're, you're looking for that quick profit like this and 
now you have a savings tool that you can just store your money and be calm with it and know what it's doing number go up <laughs> what, what what do you think was the thing that you know eliminated that unit bias and allowed you to understand that that's not as significant as it felt so i've always been uh watching documentaries and documentaries about stuff about conspiracy theories and stuff like that and i've always been iffy on the government so that was kind of what drew me in right away and then after reading the bitcoin standard it's more so the like just the store of value because i've always i've always stored a whole lot of my wealth in savings accounts and when i heard that they can't take your stuff i'm like oh okay that's what i should be or doing and then you read the bitcoin standard and saying how they can seize your money and the in the with in the because it doesn't have a third party or it has to go through a third party and that that's when my eyes all opened and it was like okay it's time that i have to make this transition so i can actually store my money i can be i can be responsible for my money and i'm i'm the person who can decide where that money goes and where it is stored and that's always had a sense of like safety within my within my mind and heart that's interesting so um yeah i i feel that exact same way and i'm just wondering like uh what was it that 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 drove you to want to desire that like why you know you you can why why do you feel like that's more secure because so many people buy bitcoin and they don't view it as something that's secure yeah. meanwhile you just described it as something that's more secure than other alternatives i think the reason also why people get scared is cuz they do think it's like a like it, i mean to run a node it is but like um uh, like super technical uh and hard to understand but once i guess running a node isn't hard to understand but once you get into all the technicals and stuff like that is it's a little difficult to understand but if you just get people onboarded uh go to cash app go to strike go to any i mean if we're really being honest i hate shilling this but you can go to coinbase buy some bitcoin and transfer it to a mun wallet or, or moon wallet or blue wallet or any of that stuff and it's literally that simple and once you and there was someone that came in our spaces the other night saying that a majority of people can uh i mean if it's off the exchanges and into a hot wallet it's safe safer than it would be on the exchange yeah. versus so the first step doesn't have to be oh get your hardware wallet right right now and there all it takes is one cycle for the in their hot wallet to see um Oh, now now I have significantly more wealth in this hot wallet. Should I trust the person who provides this wallet or should I just buy I mean they're making what well, I seen a jade wallet now is like 50 bucks and I mean you can just $50 and you own what you actually have. So I think that's it's it's just not something that people see on the surface level. And people, I mean, it, there's so much going on in people's lives nowadays that, I mean, diving into Bitcoin is not the first thing on their agenda. And it it does take a little bit of work to understand what's going on in this thing. But it eventually it's all going to people are all going to know what it is. And that I feel, feel like that day gets closer and closer as my life goes on. So, I mean, look what's happened in the past five years. We've had the quarantine. We have all this crazy news coming out and all this stuff. It's only, it's just inevitable that people learn about this stuff at some point. Absolutely. And and one of the things you mentioned about moving your Bitcoin off of exchange is particularly pertinent right now because the big thing that's going on in the Bitcoin community is all these people have lost all their Bitcoin who had it in FTX trying to get yields the latest the latest song that was released is about this specifically 
And so what you're talking about is like the different layers of security. And there's, there's the custodial wallet, which means somebody else is holding your Bitcoin. And that's not secure at all. That offers you zero security. You're literally just trusting that some other person is not going to make a mistake or be a thief. And then moving it from an exchange to a hot wallet is exponentially more secure because now you control your keys. And then cold storage is uh, another increase in security. I just want to go over that because I don't know who's who's going to watch this video. I guess another thing that really got me to dive deep down into the rabbit hole, my brother really always told me that because he was always like, oh, you should mine Bitcoin, all this stuff. So he had like that edge to get me to do something. And he was like, maybe you should try a node. And and he keep in mind, he doesn't even run a node. And and so I I I've built my computer that's sitting right next to me. So I've always been that hardware geek. Uh, never the software guy, but I always loved building computers. I built friends' computers. So I, I started researching Raspberry Pis and all this stuff, and I immediately bought it and um, put everything together within a day, and then you log on and you start seeing the uh, blockchain synchronizing. Yeah. And then it's just the, that three, four-day wait of just watching it go by, and you're excited. And then, as bad as this sounds, you it gets done synchronizing, and you're like, okay, now what? And now what? So then you have to go in again and research more, and that's really what started it off. Because, I mean, three days after having the, the note, I'm like, okay, how do I get this thing connected to a wallet? Okay, how, how does this wallet work? Okay, now I need to get uh, this connected to my node. Okay, now that's still a hot wallet, so let's get a cold card. Or that's what I have, a cold card to connect to this wallet so it's really my, mine and I can sign the keys and stuff. So, yeah, that that's, I guess, really what got me started on it right away uh, was getting the node um, after doing a little bit of research. So... Yeah, I mean, so like building your own node and doing all these things you just discussed is like a tinkerer's dream come true. And again, also before we go on, getting a node and I'm and this is a person who comes from building a computer. I don't think building a computer is hard. It's literally adult. I I call it an adult puzzle because all you're doing is sticking stuff in different components it's just fun to me. I've always liked move, like making the wires all nice and tidy and all that stuff. But uh, with a node, you literally take two screws off, put in your Raspberry Pi, and download a couple softwares on a flash drive, and you're you're ready to yeah, go. It's and super I, I don't think people understand how easy it is to start running a node. And I guarantee you. Once you get a node up and running, you're going to dive into that, that Bitcoin rabbit hole because you're just curious on what the heck it's doing. Yeah. So I mean, I, when you started talking about like you build computers and stuff and then you built your own node, I could just imagine somebody watching saying like, oh, so you mean in order to run my own Bitcoin node, I have to have the skills to build a computer. Nope. And I can tell you that's not it. I, t- I taught my nine year old how to put together a little Raspberry Pi to run um, a gaming emulator. So he's got like all these legacy games that I played when I was nine years old. And, you know, he doesn't know how to build a computer. Right. And there's some things I was literally teaching him like – He's, he's, he's used basic tools before screwdrivers and stuff because I, anytime I got to do anything, I'll grab him. Like if I got to change the taillight in the Jeep or something, I'll grab him and be like, okay, you're going to help me change this out. So That's he learns good. these kind of things. But I mean like just, you know, making like a little little connections and stuff like that, like connecting the fan to the board or something, it's, it's not – it's not complicated. I mean, all. there's even kits now that, I mean, mine's, mine's that way. There's kits where you don't even have to have a fan anymore. My, my case is a fanless case. I, like I said, it's, I literally put two screws in and I was done. It was take the, take the case apart, drop the pie in, make sure all the, like the USB port and the ethernet cord line up and boot it up. 
It was literally that simple. Raspberry Pi has probably just been such an integral part of Bitcoin adoption because it's so damn easy. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not the fastest piece of hardware and people may be like overusing it for what it's for. What, but I mean, those little suckers, they truck, they, they get the job done. And, and now you and, have people yeah. building uh, like the seed signer. They have the Raspberry Pi Zero and... I, I guarantee you those raspberry guys are thinking, what the hell is going on? Why is all our shit selling out like this? Because all these Bitcoiners are making all these products with our stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's just we, we like it. But, but I mean, it's it's like it's like that uh, that open source nature. And I, I don't know if Raspberry Pi is open source or not. But I mean, you know, you get the components, you build the thing yourself, and then you can do whatever you want. And it's definitely like in the spirit of how bitcoin functions is you have the ability to do everything yourself that's the point you know so i I can see why why it jives um so the so your unit bias was probably the thing that kept you away from bitcoin you eventually kind of you kind of got over that what was your like aha moment like when you discovered a thing and you're just like oh man I get it. Um, this is amazing. I wouldn't say I quite had that moment. I think it was just everything all at once. Like, uh, oh, store value. Oh, like like I've already talked about. Uh, borderless. It, you can send a transaction right away. And just playing with the stuff, you just naturally just kind of fall in love with everything you're doing. And and unlike most things, it's one thing where if you dive in, you're never going to be the smartest person in the room because um, yeah. there's always different aspects of what Bitcoin is that uh, there's so much you need to know to truly understand it all. And I could be the smartest lightning developer and i may not know much about mining compared to someone who mines all day and deals with all these miners so it it, that's kind of what interests me as i've always been a person who was a jack of all trade master of none and just love doing many different things and bitcoin is this one thing that you can do many different things in so that that's if I would say that it's one certain thing that was the aha moment, it was just the fact that it's there's so much you can learn about it, and it's just never ending, infinity. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. And that you know that one of the interesting things about Bitcoin that I thought of when you brought this up is how you don't have to know everything about Bitcoin because Bitcoin is an open network, and it works the way it works. Any contributions that I make to the Bitcoin network have a positive impact on you. And I don't even have to know you meet you. We don't have to coordinate and everything that you do impacts me and has a, has a benefit to me. And as a result of that, there's so many amazing things that happen in Bitcoin and you can do so many amazing things with Bitcoin. What, what are some of the amazing things that you've been able to do with Bitcoin? Um, have a lot of family discussion. Um, we've get, finally got my dad somewhat orange-pilled. I mean, he's not fully down the rabbit hole. Uh, it's nice having my brother as my sidekick and, uh, with that, but, um, I, 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 it is, I, I couldn't even tell you for sure, but just. No, uh, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, tell like um explaining people don't see it this way especially the people that are on the receiving end but when a bitcoiner is explaining bitcoin to you that's an act of love like they've they've picked you out and have decided to share bitcoin with you because it's important to them they think it's important to the world and they don't want you to miss out um yeah so 
It's yeah. either that or you're viewed as, oh, you're that Bitcoin guy who always talks about Bitcoin. And I'm slowly starting to get that now. <laughs> I I don't I wouldn't say that I have too many friends outside of Twitter, but I have a bowling team and I was always talking about how uh, you, you would always have these drinking games where if you if two of you get strikes and one gets spares, then they owe you around and stuff like that. Well, none of us drink. And some of us, a lot of people play cards and many different things. I was like, oh, so every time we do this, and keep in mind, they're not Bitcoiners at all. I would say, okay, every time someone do uh, has a spare or whatever, we would owe each other sats. And every time, now that's in, we don't do it, but they'll every time it happens, they're like, oh, you owe me sats. That's, and they're not even amazing. Bitcoiners. Yeah, so, but they so know what sats are. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's, and that's cool, man. every once in a while, they'll ask, where should I buy and all that stuff. So I got one of them who actually owns and DCAs, uh, it, they, they do a weekly DCA, but it's still a DCA. Weekly is fantastic. Yep, yeah. and he he's still DCAs. I believe he's doing that through River, and now I'm teaching him getting it off, and I'm getting him on Moon Wallet, and then I've already explained to him because he's the one. He works at a bank, so he understands what's going yeah. on. And I have another funny story after this, but he uh, he finally asked. Or well, when I told him about wallets, I went down the whole thing spiel of eventually I want to get you to like a ledger or a cold card or something cheap that you can just start transferring it off so you tr- you hold your keys and all that stuff. But for now, Moon Wallet is fine and you can store your thing there. But the thing that really got him orange pilled was the fact that. We were we were in the gym lifting and we were talking about it, and I said something about CBDCs, and he just got out about out of a meeting about CBDCs, and he was Damn. like, "Man, this stuff scares me. I don't know about all this stuff." And then I just went down. I just went took out my hammer and just <laughs> swung the swung the whole subject around, saying, and just did full toxic uh, maxi <laughs> spiel on him of a it'll do this it'll do this it'll do this bitcoin does this bitcoin does that and that's when it truly that would be his aha moment when that happened yeah i I think a lot of people that don't understand bitcoin they think that bitcoin is cbdc's you know because a lot of people they're just like well you know it's it's money on the internet so the government can control it it's controlled by the banks and and uh if you do that, then if you don't, you know, if you if you don't do what the Democrats want or you don't do what the Republicans want, they'll shut your bank account down. And what they don't understand is that's actually what CBDCs are. Yeah. And yeah. Bitcoin is is the answer and the solution to not have to participate in something like that. And and that's another thing, like the way the current system is, it you're always you always have fear about something happening and there's always fights i mean news articles coming out about this or that and that's the thing with bitcoin uh everyone in the the only people we're fighting with are people that we uh simply just don't see the light that we see and um the the when it comes down to the core core of everything, they still, regardless of who you disagree with, they can't seize your Bitcoin. Now, if you're talking to a shitcoiner, they can still seize your stuff if they truly wanted to. So you can have, with Bitcoin, you can have your own opinions and you can talk freely and all this stuff. Granted, you can't, well... It's starting to get better, but uh, on Twitter you can't talk freely because uh, you would get banned or something like that. So right, right. That, yeah. In the end, all of this will translate. I mean, we can probably have a Bitcoin. We can fork Twitter's everything and not just have like a Bitcoin social media. And I bet it would be the most peaceful place in the world, and where everybody gets along. And 
It probably looked like stack chain. Yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know if peaceful is the word, but um, uh, it'll be a, it'll be a good place to be. It'll be a safe place to be. <laughs> For sure. So, safe um, is definitely the word. One, I, one of the directions I thought that you were going in there, where you're talking about um, the outside world and everybody's fighting, and you know, you see like the news and you see the polit- politics going on, and everything's just a dumpster fire. But when you're part of the Bitcoin community, you suddenly that kind of stuff kind of goes away. Yeah, and exactly. You see the world as like kind of a hopeful place. Yeah. Like Bitcoin fixes this and Bitcoin fixes that. And I don't have to worry about these peoples and this thing. And, and I, I have a future. I have a money in which I can save my time and labor that can't be debased. I can make plans. I can have dreams. And the world is like not very much of a hopeful place right now. So, yeah. Yep. I was definitely going down that path. I just, with the way my mind works, if I get onto one thing, I forget what the other thing was. And that's just typical stack chain brain in my head of, (laughs) <laughs> many things going on at once but that was the direction i was going in with that conversation nice. um it knowing what you know now what do you wish you knew when you first learned about bitcoin oh i wish i knew everything because i <laughs> i would not be i a lot of people don't know this but i really don't like where i live um, I've always told people around my area, I don't want to live here anymore. And then I bought a house and then I felt even more trapped and just been a never ending process with me. But I always knew that I would never at, when I reach a certain age, I don't want to be here anymore. And it's another really eye opening thing about Uh, when you go through a whole cycle is you start comparing what you would have there's that website that you that Uh, how much how much i would own or whatever shit shit you bought or something yeah something like like that you know an an ipad in 2012 would have been worth like (laughs) four jetliners right now or something like that exactly yeah and that's when that's when it really starts to hurt and like uh if i would have put if i would have had the knowledge now and i would still be living with my brother and just paying him uh rent and not owning a house don't don't i don't i don't want to be mad at myself for owning a house i love owning a house i love being alone yeah um but if you go back and look how much if I would have put my down payment into Bitcoin rather than that, and I knew everything I knew, and I kept a hold of it, and I had a note and all that stuff, I would already have this house paid for. And granted, I would have had to sold the stats, and I probably still wouldn't have if with the knowledge I have now. But just... Stuff like that, when you start measuring that stuff like that, it's kind of hurts. Okay, in well, a way. you're 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 way ahead of the game. Yeah, so well, because you you just like nothing you just said isn't anything that any Bitcoiner has ever said before. Because you come, that's just part of the journey. Is you come to realize like how valuable your time and labor is, and how meaningful it is to store that time and labor in Bitcoin as opposed to buying garbage unlike a house which is not garbage you can live in it keep yeah. you safe keeps you warm it, it a home is a very very useful thing but you do go through this this period of time where you're just like well you know if i had just put my time and labor over there my paychecks were going in this direction my life would be like so much better off right now there's nothing you can do about that but what have you been through a full cycle uh yeah, I would have been through a whole cycle. I a whole, whole four year cycle. Yeah, and I I kind of downplay when I say that I was um while I didn't know much about it um in 2018 I was buying. It's just I wasn't active in a community. Right. Um, 
I I knew like the basics kind of stuff, uh, how it was fast. It was, and that's kind of when I got into Litecoin too, because it was fast. And right. so you, you, you kind of just, yeah, as it went on, yeah, I've been through all the, so the first happening, when I saw the first happening, I was like, oh shit, like that's what happens when the happening happens. And then you just start to realize, like, oh, this is going to get more and more valuable as time goes on. But that never clicked with me for some reason. And all the, every Bitcoiner will say that it never clicked at first. Um, very rarely it clicks right away. I mean, you just think it's it's the boring it's the bo- it's the boring cryptocurrency when you get into right. it. Yeah, um, and. I've always been the boring uh, person with my money. I don't like going out, and I like putting it. I back before Bitcoin, I like just putting it into like in uh, in like an ETF, so that it just slowly goes up. And I didn't do that with crypto because with crypto, I thought it was get rich quick, and I was trying to play those cycles and. You get wrecked and you move on and you learn about it more. So, I mean, that's interesting that you say that, you know, you're playing it safe and that's why you're you're putting your money into Bitcoin. I, I hate that phrase when people say I'm putting my money into Bitcoin. It's just a weird it's hard for that to come out <laughs> of my mouth because I view Bitcoin as money. Right. So I always say things like I'm putting my time and labor. You're into, exchanging for a better currency. Well, what what is money? Right. Money exactly. is a representation of your time and labor. So, yeah. Um, but having Bitcoin be the place where you can safely and securely store your time and labor is foreign to like 99 percent of the world. They all view it as like not the safe thing to do. So what what makes what what about Bitcoin makes you feel secure? And because I'm the same way. Like, I'm just, I want zero risk in my life. I want to be secure. I want to be safe. I want things to work out. I do not want bad things to happen. My time and labor is going into Bitcoin for those reasons. If I said that to nine out of 10 people on the street, they're like, you're a crazy person. Yeah, for sure. And I think the, re- the as bad as it sounds, the real, the real thing that makes it feel safe is literally history and the white paper on how it says that it's literally going to cut the supply every single year. So, like, it's mathematically just, as the left left-siders would say, it's yeah. number go up. And, but, yeah, you would, if looking at a chart and just seeing this, this up, up exponential growth chart, does look bad you you can't lie about that but once you really dive into it and understand what it's doing and why it's doing it you're there's no other way of not feeling safe and you're battling against a fiat currency that literally is just a piece of paper that says it's ten dollars and that's what the government makes it it's ten dollars because they say so and they're printing against what you own so when they don't have access to what if they're not deflating a supply then it's the the this curve start to make i i'm trying i know what i'm trying to say i just can't say it (laughs) so well so let's do this then we've talked a little bit about uh the technical aspect like what you appreciate about Bitcoin technically. We've talked a little bit about the monetary slash financial aspect, but what about like the good in the world aspect? As you participated in being a Bitcoiner, I'm sure you've seen Bitcoin do some pretty amazing things. So what are some of the good in the world amazing things you've seen Bitcoin do? Uh, well, again, I'm truly Bitcoiner. Um uh, I've only been in for a little bit, and I, I get to see stack chain, so it's a whole n- another world. But just uh, for me, 
I, I've never donated to a charity. It's always been I'm just selfish, and I never found like a a charity that I felt like my money needed to be involved with it. And um, seeing Stack Chain and seeing Bitcoin adoption, everyone is just so nice. And you see these pictures and what people are doing, and just the support around Bitcoin and the community that it just drives in um, is so heartwarming to me. It's because it, I've always been an advocate of uh, humanism, of just all humans. Everyone's so fed up with the real world and they seem to always forget that we're all humans. And I think one thing with Bitcoin, you can see eye to eye with humans because you don't have to worry about the, the money side of thing. It's just everybody wants growth and just a positive experience um, with everything. And just seeing how, again, the community comes together and it's all hugs and uh, everybody wants to help out. It's, it's a really heartwarming thing to me. You know, one of, one of the interesting things that uh, Michael Saylor said recently, and I'm probably going to butcher the crap out of this, but because Bitcoin has a limited supply and there's only 21 million, that if you decide to like hoard Bitcoin and like never like give to a charity or just like I'm going to save my time and labor into Bitcoin my i inherit something from my parents i'm putting that into bitcoin the end result is a charitable contribution to everybody else on the planet yeah. because you know this ele- these the the equality of a limited supply means that you just doing something as simple as saving money is a benefit to everybody else on the planet. As opposed to the fiat system, you can save as much as you want. They'll just make more. Yeah. So, so you saving money benefits you only. Yeah. And right. nowadays it doesn't even benefit you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, 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 they mess that up too. Um, oh man, that, that's, that's fantastic. Um, we are coming up on an hour, and I got a hard stop. So here's what I'm going to say. If you had uh, – one last question, basically. If you had, like, one piece of advice to a person that was brand new, just learning about Bitcoin, and there was one thing that, that you would want them to, like, understand or know, what would that be? It's going to be so cliche, but read the Bitcoin standard. Uh, if you don't like reading, um, get on Twitter, talk to some people, and slowly you'll just figure it out. Um, but I think the main thing that every all any newcomers with with anything you do, uh, if you get your foot in the door and you enjoy it, you'll like it. Some people it, it takes a di- couple times, and at some point, like I said, it's all inevitable. And me being young, I like to be ahead on things because I see what my peers do and going out and all this stuff. And I just think it's something if you if you dive in, you start to live a frugal life and it's going to benefit you and your family and your family's family. Uh, for the long for a long time, if you can truly understand what this asset is, it's beautiful, man. And and I even like the way that that like you could feel it. You could you could feel the feelings in your words, um, Loco. I appreciate it, man. It's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. And I have no idea how this show is going to unfold or whatever. <laughs> Is there anything is there anything that you want to promote like a website or whatever? Uh go to my Twitter, uh LocoBTC. I don't know how many songs I will have out by the time this releases. Uh but I enjoy making music, so that is kind of my thing on Twitter. You may not see many other posts cuz I'm busy posting on Stack Chain all day, but um, you'll see a lot of my songs. It's in my pinned tweet. 
and that's what I love doing. And I hope to have more out as life goes on and as my brain allows. Yeah, and I would say, like, if you're a Bitcoin company, like, looking for music, I don't know, you got a podcast or you're doing an event or whatever and you need some music, Loco Loco might be somebody to look up because he is killing it lately. And that's that's another thing with music. I'm sorry to fork the country. I'm a one-stop person, too, because I've taught myself how to make the beats. I've always written the beats. I know how I I am a beginner at it, but I know how to mix and master everything. So if you need something for your company, I can likely make it work. Fantastic. Thank you, Loco. It was wonderful talking yep. to you. Have fun stacking sets, man. Yep, thank you. Someone probably got no cash. Can't afford the tip. Got me feeling kind of sad, but I'm glad. Let's keep up your whole bag. Sell in my chair just to get a couple sass. I'm gonna suck it next week because I hit my limit. Man, no way to swan just to get some digits. Good for you, say it back. I ain't talking feelings. Yes, I make memes and bad decisions. Yo, Q. I like what you're doing. There's a fuck up on the tip, and it's leaving me clueless. Stacking sets up on the chain, taking up my whole day. Hella blocks up in the notice that we have to validate. So stack a block, join a block of shit post. Now nah, can't afford a block, join a block. Reloading my account, yeah, I'm broke. It's a sad thing, but a stack on the stack chain. GFYs and all the memes. Love vibes and all the pains. Stack stacks. Someone probably got no cash. Can't afford the tip, got me feeling kind of sad, but I'm glad. Yo, low. That shit was lit It got me fired up Trying to stack the tip Cosmic Stack chain energy Staying hard 21 by infinity Stack chain I can't get enough Every single day His number go up Stack joints Invading your thread Stacking so hard That it hurts the fed And I'ma keep on stacking Cause what Anthony said And pass it back to Q And let the signal spread Someone probably got no cash Can't afford the tip Got me feeling kinda sad But I'm glad